Hello, mi gente. Welcome to the first episode of the Cambio de Ritmo podcast. I'm your host, Herminio Jr. Padilla. You guys can call me Junior. Before we meet today's guest, I'll give a quick fill-in on the name of this podcast. Cambio de Ritmo directly translates to change of rhythm, but in sports, especially soccer, it would translate to change of pace. Cambio de Ritmo is a phrase I heard a lot growing up. Whether it was being advised to me by a coach to include more Cambio de Ritmo change of pace into my game, or listening to commentators talk about how players like Riquelme, Messi, and Iniesta were masters at doing so. In my own way of understanding it, a cambio de ritmo is a change of pace and or direction in one's movement in order to disrupt and impede the speed the opposing player and team are moving at, in order to create distance from one or more of them, to create separation in order to receive a pass from a teammate, or open up space so one can make a pass or take a shot themselves. And if you understand most sports, you can imagine different scenarios where a change of pace would help. Changing one's pace in the game, whether they have the ball or not, is crucial if one simply wants to make a play happen. This is something I try to emphasize in my game as I'm still an active soccer player and something I emphasize in the information I give to my players as I'm also a soccer trainer. That is why my training company is under the same name, Cambio de Ritmo. And I wanted to expand the name into this podcast because I feel like I've experienced lots of cambios de ritmo, more so in this case looking at the translation as change of rhythm. My playing career and life as a whole up to this point have gone through many changes of rhythm, sometimes willingly and sometimes not, as I assume can be true with those of my guests. One of my goals in these conversations is to dive deep into their different rhythms and better understand the different things they're doing to succeed on the field and in life. So I do hope that makes the name of this podcast clear. And the debut in for Camilo Ritmo's debut is Joel Garcia Jr. I met Joel in August of 2022 when we began preseason for the Division I men's soccer team at San Jose State University. We've gotten along really well since then, and I can't imagine how many podcasts we could have rolled out with from our previous conversations. Joel is one of the best players I've ever played with, and I'm sure he'll have a proper soccer debut coming in the next few years. So, mi gente, here we go. What's up, Joel? What's up, bro? Good to see you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, happy to have you on the first episode of the Camilo Ritmo podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, I'm happy because... We get along well off the field, but for people that don't know, we get along well on the field too. I was looking at some of our plays from this season. Yeah, we had a few, huh? Yeah, I think it makes sense with our connection to <laughs> start the podcast with yeah, you yeah. and me. So, first, let's start off with uh, you giving us an intro. First, thank you for being here. Yeah. Um, let's get an intro of you, your age, your hometown. Okay, so first of all, my name is Joel Garcia Jr. Um, I'm from Salinas, California. I'm currently 20 years old, about to be 21. Um, from Mexican descent, I was born here in California, born and raised here in Salinas, and yeah, right now playing for San Jose State, and excited for what's to come. Where are your parents from? Uh, they're from Mexico, and they're like um, half a half an hour away from Morelia. Oh, right. Rancho called Estación Querendaro. Nice, nice. So, what year are you at San Jose State? I'm a junior right now, but eligibility-wise, I'm a sophomore because of the COVID year that I had. But um. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a third year. Yeah, nice, nice. And you have siblings? I have two of them, bro. Um, I have a older one and a younger one. My older one is uh 24, and my younger one is about to t actually turn 15 today. Oh yeah? Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday to them, huh? Yeah, happy birthday to Emiliano. And uh, they play soccer. My older one, my older one did, and he still does. But Sunday league, uh -huh. something like you know. Um, but my my little one likes to he likes to game, and you know he's a little gamer boy, but. When he was when he was a bit younger, he was he was uh, for sure playing, but not anymore. Nice. And uh, you lived in Salinas your whole life, yeah? Yeah, yeah, my whole life, bro. Um, that's that's the that's all I know to be honest. I've never moved out from from that city. Um, 
the only reason I would move out, um, go away from the city is because of soccer. We either had tournaments or, um, I mean, little family trips here and there, but nothing major. Would you want to keep living there after soccer? I was actually speaking to my parents about it, and um, I mean, it'd be nice to to stay there, especially because of the the nice weather that Salinas Salinas offers. But I don't know. I uh, recently I've been thinking about probably exploring different cities. So you started playing soccer in Salinas? That's where you started? Yeah, yeah. I started when I was um, six years old, I think. Um, it's a funny story to it because um, I remember my parents would tell me when I was four or five they they would want to um, sign me up to a team because uh, my, well, my older brother was playing. And I would always tell him, no, no, I don't like soccer and this and that. I would go um, play with the dirt or uh, <laughs> play in the playgrounds while my older brother was playing. And... Um, my my dad would would keep on would keep on insisting, and I one day I told him I was messing around with him. I, I was like on my sixth birthday, you could on my sixth birthday once I turned six, you could sign me up whenever wherever you want. And uh, yeah, on on my sixth birthday on April twenty sixth, he um he came up to me on my birthday and he told me um, put on your soccer cleats and took me to a training to a training that day. Best birthday nice. gift, huh? Since then, it's you know the rest is a little history, you know. Nice. And where did you where did you start playing? What team? Um, or how did it start? It was like a little Sunday league team. Um, I didn't know no one from there. I didn't have any friends from there. But, um, it was called Canarios. Um, but yeah, we had a really good team. We had uh, we went undefeated a lot. Um, it was very rare when we lost, humbly. But yeah, we had. A, I learned a lot from the coach. Um, rest in peace to. Uh, his name is Don Chava. Um, he really taught me a lot. He was my first coach, and um, yeah, I'm really thankful for him. How long did you play with? I played uh, so from when I was six years old to uh, like 13, 14, I think. And yeah, and then um, as I played with them, when I turned, I believe, seven or eight, I um, went to a traveling team, a club, with uh, El Camino. Um, and yeah, from right there, I think. Uh, it was a really good experience right there too, cause we would travel a lot. We would uh, we would go up and down California with the family on the tournaments and all that. And then I think that's where I grew more as a player, just trying to uh, see see different levels and see where I was at. And then going back to Canarios real quick, you guys would rarely lose. No, oh, yeah. And what would happen though if you guys were losing? Uh, I have a funny story to that. Uh, so, um, since we wouldn't lose that much, I wasn't used to losing. You know, and I was very competitive since I was young. So I remember when I was like six, seven, man. Uh, there was times where, where we would be losing one zero, two zero during the game, and um, bro, I would start crying. I would start crying mid game. Like we still had like thirty minutes left to the game, and my dad would, my dad, my dad knew me already. He would, I would, I would hear my dad shouting at me like I used to be a little chubby, so he he would call me gordo. He would be like, gordo, gordo, ya vas a empezar otra vez. <laughs> and then once I heard him, I would just wipe my tears on my face and, you know, continue playing, you know. But yeah, it was it was just because I didn't like to, I didn't like to lose. And that's how, that was me expressing it. You said you started playing club at like, what uh, did you say? I think seven or eight. Seven? If I'm not, if I'm and then you kept doing those two things simultaneously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. at the same time I would I would um, be playing in two teams. So one day I would go train with um, with Canarios. The other day, the um, next day I would go train with El Camino, 
and it would be like that for for the whole week. I would have my Friday off and play Saturday and Sunday. So I think yeah, that really helped me a lot. And then um, I played one year up with El Camino. Um, I think that helped me good. Uh, it helped me a lot too. I got to play with the with a little bit older boy, so so it was a good experience. Yeah, I remember something similar with me because I played club with Fullerton Rangers. Yeah, yeah. And then Sunday league with Pumas La Habra. Yeah. And it was fun just like oh. Saturday yeah. you have a game with Fullerton yeah. and Sunday with, with and no rest day. My only rest day was Friday, which is which is really good. And then how long did that keep up for? Like until when? Um, I stopped playing club and Sunday league uh, uh, right after sophomore year of high school. And you were doing both until then? Yeah, yeah, I was doing both. But when high school would start, I would obviously um stop um club and Sunday league to play high school since I played freshman and sophomore year. And yeah, um, I had a really good experience there with. With the coaching, with the coaching staff and everything, and yeah. What high school? Uh, Alisa High School, the best high school in Salinas, the best soccer high school in Salinas. And then, uh, so why did you stop playing club, Sunday league, and high school soccer? Well, uh, an opportunity came up. Uh, I was uh, obviously playing with uh, with the varsity team in my sophomore year, and um, I heard that I heard um, I heard the coach tell us. That there was gonna be a few scouts for for a game, and I didn't think much of it. You know, I was just uh, just focusing on practice on the next game. And um, yeah, they they came to a, a certain game. I didn't know. I didn't know that they came. Uh, the training after that, um, the coach came up to me. Our our coach, our high school coach, he came up to me and he told he told me that the, the scouts really liked me and uh, another player. And yeah, they they took us on a trial with uh, Quakes, and yeah, I was able to try out for their team and thankfully made it, made it to the 17s. And yeah. it was crazy, it was crazy too because they, they didn't come, they didn't come to to see me. They came to see two other seniors, and which are really good. They're very, very, very good players. And uh, fortunately, I was the one with the, the, the one that got the opportunity. So it was, it was very eye-opening that, and seeing that there's always people watching, even though they're not, watching you but there's always people watching which is something that really keeps me grounded every game even right now that we're playing spring season I feel like um, a lot of teams or a lot of players see that see these games as scrimmages or friendlies that don't really matter but I see them as a growing opportunities and opportunities that that might open a few doors here and there if you just stay stay grounded and keep on working yeah for sure so then when they invited you to to go trial with them how long was it from from when that happened to when you made the decision? So right after my sophomore season ended for soccer with high school, I went straight to the trials. It was, uh, I think, like a three-week trial, uh-huh. um, a three-week trial with them. The 70s at the time, were they were at GA Cup. It's like this big big tournament that the academies have. So um, I had to go, try, um, go practice with the 19s, and I was at the time – 15, I believe, just turned 15, and, you know, going from high school, varsity soccer, 15 years old, and then training with the under-19s Earthquakes Academy, it was just, it was a super, super hard step to take, and I had to adapt, um, obviously, I wasn't near, nowhere near their level, but um, I did my best, um, I guess the coaches saw, and they liked what they, what they saw, and uh, yeah, I was able to sign the, the academy contract. 
And then what'd your what'd your parents say? What'd your family no, say? No, they were super excited. They um they gave me the option if I wanted uh to take it. Obviously they pushed me to take it. And yeah, without a doubt I took it right away. Uh, I knew it was there's gonna be difficulties um on um going to practice since I lived in Salinas. It was an hour and fifteen, twenty minute drive. And then they practiced Monday to Thursday. So I mean that was the that was gonna be an obstacle for sure, but um thankfully I have very supportive uh parents. My brother as well. Um I remember my mom, my dad were and my brother. My older brother, he would they would t- uh take me every day to practice, come back, we would get back around twelve AM, eleven thirty uh PM and um I would have to wake up the next day for school, six, six thirty. You know what I mean? So it was uh and I did that for three years so it was a very humbling experience and what do you think before you got to earthquakes academy um you know your goal in soccer was and did it change once you got to earthquakes so um i didn't really think about it that much like um i always knew i wanted to go pro but i didn't i didn't put my uh, like a certain path to it i didn't have a path i didn't have a goal um i didn't have a path like i said but i did have that goal of going pro I didn't know how I was going to get there, but I knew that that's what I wanted to do. Um, once that door opened, I took it, and um, here I am right now. But, yeah, I didn't, I didn't expect uh, anything from it, but just to, to make the best out of it. Nice, nice. And uh, when, you, when you got to, to Earthquakes, did you, was your primary goal to play college soccer? Did you start thinking about maybe Quakes? So I played two years with the 17s, under 17s, and then I had uh, one year with the 19s. Um, once the the first uh, season at the under 19s was about to end, my my coach came up to me and he told me if I was interested in playing college soccer. And at the time, I didn't had no I had no clue of what college soccer was. I didn't know any any of the top schools, none of that. I didn't email no coaches. I didn't make highlight videos, none of that. And that's on me. I take full responsibility on that. Um, I should have been more educated on it. But, I mean, here I am. Uh, he was able to connect me last minute with San Jose State. He told me that um, they were interested and if I was interested. And um, I told him, uh, I'm not sure. I'll, uh, I'm not going to close any doors, but uh, I'll still, I still want to keep on playing here. Uh, until the season ends, um, yeah, he they I contacted uh, Simon. He con- uh, he let me know how how the deal went, and uh, I talked to my parents. It was a very very difficult conversation, especially with my mother. I I we both decided what what was best for me, and at the, and at the time, we decided to take the the college the college route because I did have one more year at the under 19s to play. And how do you feel? The level of college soccer was when you came into it. Uh, it was. It's very similar to it. Very similar. There's a lot of quality here, just like how there is in earthquakes, and they're both very, very competitive. Um, I do believe it's a little bit more. It might be a little more physical in my eyes, just because there's the older, older guys, you know, bigger guys. But it is. It is very, very similar in many ways, especially our playing style, since we're um, we're a school that like to play out back, have to have possession, like to control the game dictate the tempo and everything but we it's very similar to to earthquakes for sure nice so big decision choosing college over using that last year of the 19s now as you're going into the second half of your, of your collegiate career um 
you have an extra year because of covid but you should be able to get your bachelor's before that right like in yeah, the four years I, I should be able to get it on um spring 2024 so looking at maybe a future decision that might come up soon would you have you thought about what you would decide if kind of like when you chose going to college instead of using the last year of academy say you had the opportunity to go play pro when you have maybe just one semester left of college yeah have you thought about what you would I actually you would decide? it's funny you say that because i actually had this conversation with my mother not too long ago um when we were talking about what 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 um what decision to take if certain uh door opens here or this one closes or something like that and it's um it's obvious that i want to go pro obviously like everyone else here um if the opportunity comes uh earlier than i thought i'll take it of course and if it doesn't i'll just you know just ride the wave and see what happens as of right now i'm here for spring of this spring and next fall and i'm very excited to to give it my all and if anything pops up along the way i'm 100 percent gonna consider it with me and my family but yeah it's uh i'm just enjoying the ride man i i love i love playing soccer i love this program i yeah yeah, it's a good place here. So right now you're playing right back, um, but you played different position. Yeah, yeah. So um, all my life I played um, eight, six, ten. Center mid. More, more of more of a seven center mid. Um, yeah, until I got to Quakes, I played my first year there. I played I played center mid. I continued playing center mid, and then um, we had a little um, um, change in coaches. Um, we had Alex Covello. Uh, he's a big time, big time name there in the club, and uh, I really respect him as a coach. He's one of the, if not the best coach I've ever had. Um, yeah, he he uh, switched me to right back. Uh, in one training session, he told me, "You're not a center mid, you're a right back," and I was like, "What the heck, you know? I've never played right back my whole life. I don't even know, you know, I don't know the positioning. I don't know nothing." And yeah. Uh, I remember I was very ignorant at the time, super ignorant. I um I was that first week where he switched me to right back. I was super upset, um, you know, not not excited to to be right back. Not used to it, different environment. But you know, I got used to it. I opened my mind a little bit. I matured a little bit more, and uh, I know that um, if you want to get to the next level, you gotta adapt to to certain situations, you got to adapt to new coaches, their ideas, their philosophies and everything, where they see you playing more in the team, taking a role. And yeah, I took it, and um, now I'm a right back. And uh, You agree with that? I think I think so now. I think so. Um, but like I said, I, I'll go wherever the coaches want me. Yeah. Do you think, uh, you think you would have the same value as a center mid, more or less as a player? Especially if you think about after college, what do you think? Um, Would you have preferred to stay? Right now, honestly, I'm enjoying right back more. Yeah. Yeah. Why lie? I'm enjoying right back more. I like to defend. I like to tackle. Um, I like to see the 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 field from from the back, seeing having a whole view from it, and um, yeah, and especially because there's so many talented people in the center mid. <laughs> <laughs> You're pointing to Isaac behind me and Mario. Isaac and Mario. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of time, especially in center mid. So, yeah, it's very difficult to yeah. to do something in that position. Well, you remind me of another right back. Who? You look like another right back. Really? 
Aquí está la... Like Julian Araujo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's faster? Not 100% him. <laughs> Not the fastest, man. I don't know. No, you're quick. You're quick and you get there. Oh, another question. Uh, so, I'd say you had a pretty good transition into college soccer, right? Like you were. It was it was dec- it was decent because um, I say not not easy, but it was it was pretty difficult. Um, I came I came here. I was 18. I had just turned 18. I was like 18 in like two months, and I had to fight for my position as a right back. I came in as a right back, and in my position there was three seniors. There was um. I believe two fifth-year seniors and one true senior. Three seniors in uh, as a, at the right back position, and I came as an eighteen-year-old freshman. Um, seeing that just um, it, it made me more hungry during practices. It made me try harder. It, it built my character for sure because it it grounded me and it showed me that I'm not I'm not at the level that I want to be at just because of the little minutes that I got my freshman year. I wouldn't I wouldn't go over twenty minutes a game in my freshman year. Uh, which I didn't like. Um, I didn't like that at the time, you know. Of course, th- they were way better than me, and I do admit it. Um, but just me being ignorant, I didn't like it. I would go go to practice angry and trying to do, s- s- you know, a thousand tackles every practice just because of that. I was I was angry at the coaches, but I should have um, at the time. I should have acknowledged and and said, you know what, you know, at the level, keep on working, and that's what I that's what I think right now. So do you think if you could go back to that freshman year and those things that you feel like were maybe showed like some ignorance from you, um, would you actually change them or? Honestly. Because I feel like a lot of people say, maybe this isn't the same situation, but they say, oh, in my early years of my career, I wish I would have enjoyed it a little more or just step back and enjoyed where I am. But then who knows if doing that would have allowed to get them to where they were. Yeah, yes. Um well, like I said, honestly, I if I, I wouldn't change it, like I said, even though I I I do acknowledge I didn't, I wouldn't do the right things as a person. I wouldn't have changed it. I think that freshman year built me as a person, and built me as a player, and my mentality strengthened it, because there was so much competition in that position that I wasn't able to get the minutes I wanted, but it made me into a better player. It, um, it it built like a callus in my head. You know what I mean? Um, going into the game knowing that you're not going to start the whole season, knowing that you might not even get minutes, it's it's something it's something that that built that builds you uh, builds your character for sure. But I wouldn't have changed I wouldn't have changed it. Uh, yeah. What are you looking forward to next fall? Man, we have a really good team, very young very young squad. Um, I believe we could we could um, make it really far this season. I really believe that, and I'm, and it might be me being biased, but I really think that we could uh, win uh, this uh, WAC tournament for sure, 100%. Do you think this past fall helped set you guys up a little bit? It, it showed us being where we, there in the final. It showed us for sure where we what we could do with this team, even though we lost a few key players, like you know you, Finn, uh, Eduardo, um, experienced players that uh, dictate tempo, you know. Show leadership skills, um, but yeah, we have a we have a young squad. We, I think, I think we could make a make make it far this year. Yeah, I think it's good for like this young squad to have been in a final to start, you know, their first or second yeah. year yeah. to show them that that it's really worth doing everything you can to get. Even there though again. I wasn't able to play that final. Yeah, he got a he had a yellow card yeah, yeah. in the semifinal. Yeah, yeah, 
And how many was that total? Like for that one, was it five? It was my seventh yellow card. Seven. Or no, no, no. First I, it was five, and then two. No, no, no. It was my eighth yellow card. So the so, first, the first suspension came from five yellow cards. Yes, and the I missed. Suspension I missed the game. Came I missed from, it. Yeah, I missed the game on that. And once I got my fifth one, I went up to eight. On the eighth one was another game that you had to miss. And I got it on my on the semifinal of the WAC tournament. And it was a very, very, very dumb foul on me. Dumb oh yellow. My. We won the game 4-0. Very, very what, what was the score when you got the, when you got the it yellow? It was, uh, I believe, 2-0. Uh, yeah, it's it a lot was, better than it if it was 4-0. So. It was because I give them... There's, there's um, allegations that, uh, that I pinched someone. Allegedly, field. you pinched. Allegedly, someone. I pinched someone. <laughs> <laughs> I got like my boy Mario says, deny, deny, deny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure some people might be wondering what generation you played with at Quakes. Uh, so, who are some some guys that you played with that maybe some of the no, I played with. Uh, we had a really good squad. My whole my whole three years, I played with a a lot of great 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 boys. Um, some of them being. Um, I played with uh, Jerry, my, my my brother Jerry Young, Angel Mesqua, um, who else can I name? Kate Cowell. Uh, I played uh, with Gilbert Fuentes. I played with Jacob, Casey. I trained with uh, Cam Keegan. Very very good players. Lalo Blancas, Nathan Scott, Seja, Seja, my boy Seja, Christian Seja. I played with a lot of brothers. Um, DLC, Dallas. Uh, just to name a few, but yeah, all of them top players, very top players. I respect all of them, and yeah, hopefully we meet down the road. How was it seeing Kate Kell playing with the U.S. national team? Very, very good, man. Um, I have a lot of respect for Kate. He's such a hard worker, very humble guy, and yeah, I gotta love the brother. Where do you see yourself in, let's say, let's say two seasons after one more fall season? Well, I mean, like, like how I said, everyone wants to make a pro, you know. Um, hopefully, I'm there. If the opportunity comes, I'm for sure gonna take it. Like I said, but yeah, 100%. I I see myself going pro, whether it is um, uh, USL con USL contract or wherever. But 100%. That's I don't see myself doing nothing else but but going pro. Nice, nice. Well, we'll step off the field for a quick second, and I heard you. Uh you're into a few other things, but you like, you got some stocks, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I, I uh, recently got into stocks. Um, not recently, really, but it was a COVID year when, where I had a lot of free time, you know? Um, I made uh, some, my feed was, was full of um, the stock market and all that, investing and all that. So here and there, I'll, I'll put in a few a few dollars in the market, uh -huh. even though we're, we're kind of bad right now, but, you know? If you could go back to Little Joel. Well, Junior, when to he was, guys? let's say, going into Quakes Academy. I yeah, think that's yeah. a good time. Let's do that one. Going into Quakes Academy, you know, that time when you're maybe training with the U19s, um, what would you say to him? Um, I would tell him that you got to enjoy the ride. You got to enjoy the, just as much as you enjoy the ups, you got to enjoy the downs. It's part of the experience. Try to learn as much as possible from your teammates and your coaches. Don't be an ignorant little kid. And, yeah, go to training, like, if it's going to be your last training. Because, um, oh, can we talk about my injury real quick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so basically, after my freshman year, it was my sophomore year. My sophomore year of fall season. Um, 
uh, well, we were playing, uh, it was the third game of preseason, and we were playing uh, Bakersfield. Yeah, it was Bakersfield, and uh, I, I was fortunate enough to start that game, and um, yeah, it was the first, like, 25 minutes. I I think I was having a, a good start to the to the match, and fortunately, uh, unfortunately enough, uh, there was a play where I kicked the ball, and my knee hyperextended with another player's leg. Uh, that took me out for around nine months, and it was my first uh, major injury, so that, um, that shaved me a lot as a person, not only as a soccer player, but as a person. I, I saw life a little bit differently. Um, it got me closer to God. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed. I since then I enjoy more time with my family. I I seen the the value of, of being family oriented, and the importance of having your your circle around you at all times. You know, without my mother's support, without my my father's support, my brothers, my um, you know, so other other role models, and if they weren't to be around me at the time, I I don't think I would be here to be honest. Uh, playing soccer, you know, um, they they kept my head my my head up high when times were tough and yeah, uh, fortunately enough I was able to recover from it and here I am right now playing. But yeah, bro, um, yeah that that injury shaved me. It shaped me. It, it built character and yeah, the, it it really helped me to to be the person that I am today. And this this goes off of off of soccer, you know. Yeah. It, it shapes you as a person in totally a different way. You see everything differently. Cause it's a, it like it like takes away your identity, cause you're a soccer player. That's your identity. Everyone knows you as a soccer player when they see you, when they hear your name. Uh, they 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 um they know you're a soccer player. They don't know you as nothing else. But going through that injury, it, it makes you realize that soccer might not be um, there forever, but your family is. You know. So that was the the lowest point. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. That was the lowest point. It really brought me down. Um, and like I said, without the support of my mother and and other people, um, I wouldn't. I don't think I would be playing soccer no more. Yeah, hundred percent. What do you see yourself doing after your career, your playing career? Uh, for sure, not not working any labor work. Uh, I've been, I've been, well, I've worked. Uh, as I've grown up, I've worked a lot of with my dad and. And hard labor, so uh, I really hate that, you know. I hate it, I hate it. Especially seeing seeing your check come in at the end of the week and seeing how low it is for all the amount of energy you put into it, into the work. You know, you don't want to do that. And uh, having a degree with San Jose State, eventually having a degree and being able to use it and making your parents proud and, you know, working not easy jobs but working your head instead of with your, instead of with your body. So it's something that, well, what else can you ask for, you know? What was the last concert you went to? The last concert, uh, it was with uh, so a few boys from the, from the San Jose State team, and it was with uh, Marca Mepe. Yeah, it was lit. It was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Why lie? We had a little dances here and there, but yeah, it was it was nice. What's it like being a a student athlete that's from Salinas? You know, when we go play away games, you know, when they say from Salinas, California, um, you know, if hopefully you're able to go pro and. You know, representing Salinas, what does that mean to you? It feels amazing, man. Um, every time, it sounds a little cheesy, but every time you hear that, um, Joel Garcia from Salinas, California, before the match, you know, you get those little butterflies in your stomach, knowing that you represent a lot of a lot of people, not not just yourself. You represent the the hardworking immigrant class of Salinas, California. Um, you represent the field workers that are 
breaking the back every day to provide for their family. And yeah, you're presenting your last name, your family. Um, it feels amazing being a first generation uh, college student, you know, let alone college athlete. But it feels really good. It feels good to represent um, my father and my mother that have been raising me in a way that I can't thank them enough. And um, yeah, it feels great. It feels it feels good knowing that once once I go back to Salinas, to Salinas and I see young players kicking a ball in, in their high school and giving it their best, knowing that you know other they could make it as well to play uh, Division One, Division Two, whatever it is in college and and get their education right, get their degree, and moving on with life. You know, it feels really good. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully they could they could see you know. You on the field in action. Uh, yeah, see hopefully. what you're talking about soon this week. Yeah, no, yeah. This, this podcast week. should be out before before Thursday's match. Yeah, yeah. Against, against uh, Stanford, very, very tough appointment. Hosting Stanford. Um, so it's going to be at San Jose State. Yeah, yeah. At 7 p.m. Thursday. You guys just got new bleachers. So yeah, you should yeah. be able to fit everyone, huh? Yeah, yeah very, very nice bleachers. Uh, there was a, there's a little rumor going on that they were, they were, they costed around a million dollars. So but they're really nice. They're really nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joel. Yeah. So I'll see you on Thursday at yeah. the game, of course. Thank you for I'll having me there. here, bro. Yeah, no, thank you for being on here. Yeah. I know we've been talking about it for a few months now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm glad, you were, able to, finally, glad yeah. we were able to make the debut. Yeah. And I'm glad it was with you, bro. Sounds good, bro. All right, on, bro. Appreciate see you. Man.